0: Hey, Crazy Cool Parents, welcome to the Weekly Rethink. I'm Don Manning.
1: And I'm Suzanne, and we're here to help you rethink the way you do family.
0: So in April, we have the greatest event that's ever happened in the history of the world. We honor, through Easter, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's no other event in history that has shaped the world more than the resurrection of Jesus. We tend to think about Christmas, and Christmas is cool because it was the birth of Jesus. The 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 resurrection does not happen Nothing happens. Our faith is worthless. Paul says in 1 Corinthians that we should eat, drink, and be merry if the resurrection doesn't happen, for tomorrow we die, and nothing happens after that. But even in, in 1 Peter 1, verse 3, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. What a cool verse, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. It's just the life, light, and hope infused.
0: We are filled with hope because of the resurrection of Jesus. And we, we can be filled with hope in the resurrection of Jesus for our family. Right. And one of our goals is, I want to be a great dad. And I know that Suzanne wants to be a great mom. And how do we do that? Well, last month, we talked about culture, building the culture for the relationships in your home This month, we wanna move to the top of our diagram. If you look on page 12 of our book or in some of our literature, you've got three commitments there. Pursue God, build relationships, create culture. And this month, we wanna move from the bottom, the culture, the underpinnings of the family, to the top of pursuing God. And parents, we got to tell you that that is it's at the top for a reason, because it is the absolute most important thing you will do as a parent. And
1: I just think it's perfect for us to do it this month because God's ultimate pursuit for us was sending Jesus and then raising him from the dead and reconnecting him to us from earth to heaven he pursued us at such a high level and he laid the example down and he showed us as parents, this is how you pursue. This is how I pursue you. And this is how you now can pursue me. And so that's what we get to do.
0: Because our most important pursuit is first God. Right. And he shows us how to pursue. And then we go pursue our children at the same high level. Very good stuff. So often when we're talking to parents, they see us as where we are now, not where we started. In right. fact, 27
1: you, years into marriage. and
0: yeah, yeah, you remember that seminar when we were at and one of the parents raised their hand in the back and we said, yes, sir, you know, what would you like... He said, would you just raise our kids for us?
1: Yeah, and we are like, no, yeah, we're yeah. almost done. Exactly. <laughs> we're not gonna start back at ground zero. But that's their perception that, oh my goodness,
0: that we have I don't it all have together. what it takes, yeah, you yeah. do. And so would you just do it for us because we can't do it ourselves is what they're really saying. And we want to say, yes, you can. And and in order to. Not only,
1: yes, you can, but you are handpicked and created by God to raise that very child that you have. And while it might look like we would be better to raise your children, it wouldn't make any sense at all. And we don't even have the grace needed to raise your child. But. We do want to share with you all of our experiences over our 28, 29, however many years of parenting experiences we've gained. Maybe you can pick up on that and start kind of where we are now, where you are now.
0: Right, because it's so much easier to learn from other people's mistakes than our own, isn't it? Right. What I'm going to do today is I want to interview my wife who is a very godly woman a great mom and i want you to hear from her a little bit about what how her journey has been to be here today we didn't start our marriage with with a pedigree of any type we were both christians when we started our marriage but we have definitely had some baggage that we brought into our relationship and things a lot of baggage (laughs) let's just talk about that for a little while about what it looked like when we started our marriage and where you were from a spiritual standpoint Suzanne And then some of the things God spoke to you in those early years of marriage that changed some of your thought processes.
1: Okay, so I I might want to start even before marriage because that's kind of where my parenting journey started. Is I got pregnant when I was in college, and I had Molly when I was twenty-one years old, from a high school boyfriend, actually. So I don't know if you know that or not, but Molly—I know that. <laughs> oh, you know that. No, no. Parents out there, I don't know <laughs> if you know that Molly is actually not Don's daughter, um, but he did, you know, take her in and love her well.
0: So we got married when Molly was about two.
1: Right. So for me, I think as I look back, I kind of relate a little bit to the woman at the well when Jesus went up to her and he said to her, you know, where's your husband? Knowing full well that in her life, it wasn't a husband. It was another man in a long line of husbands and men or whatever that is. And, And the question to her was, I know you. And that's where I feel like that my relationship with pursuing God, where that really became solidified is because I felt known by God in those moments when I had chosen not to do maybe what was best. In my mind, I had this white picket fence life laid out, and I was going to have this amazing husband, which I do now, and you know, and all of these kids, which I do now. But I didn't start that way. I kind of jump-started the family first and was a little bit more like the woman at the well.
0: So because of that, you felt like maybe your dream might not be able to be realized.
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah. And felt like I I could have been rejected by God. I mean, a lot of people think that they've, because of their Scarlet sin. letter type yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 because of their sin, God doesn't love them and doesn't pursue them and doesn't want them and has turned their back on them. But see, I was raised in a home where there was no religion. There was no church. And on the one hand, I was sad when I got old enough that I didn't know the Bible stories. I didn't know that that David killed Goliath with a stone and that Moses parted the Red Sea and that Noah's Ark. And I didn't know those stories. And I've made sure, you know, fast forward that my kids knew them. They grew up knowing those stories. My children know the Bible better than I do now today because they're so grounded in it. But I also didn't have the rules that said that God doesn't love me when I mess up. I just felt his love. And so another example is Mary, Martha's sister who loved Jesus so much. I just absolutely love how she did that. Well, she's the one that washed Jesus's feet with her tears and with her oils uh, or the perfume or whatever. And I relate to her as well because when you mess up a bunch, Jesus forgives you a bunch and that's where the scales get balanced. And for me, I felt like that I was loved so much by God. And so now move that into our marriage and into parenting because I felt known by God. Then I knew God and that I chose to point my children to God. I submitted my marriage to God, knowing that he was going to receive me with a tenderness and a love and an acceptance.
0: And to give you some context, parents, early in our marriage, we got involved in a local church Uh, actually helped start the church. It's still going on today. We're still involved in that church. It's called Valley Creek Church in Flower Mound. So I think that there we started to get grounded in in that love, and we started to to be nurtured and fed there. And that really helped for you to, and and me too, I'm not telling my story today, but it helped me as well, to understand who we were in Christ, that he did love us in spite of all the baggage we brought in. Right. And really gave us, and what you just said, I think is really important. It gave us a confidence and and it gave us a a framework.
1: A pathway
0: too. Right. Go expand on that a little bit.
1: Well, it just gave us an opportunity to serve and to be in a community and to be with families that were like-minded, that were raising children, you know, like we were, so we could be in the struggles. And so when I was having a a bad day as a mom, because my children were winning, you know, they were whiny or whatever, then I could pick up the phone and talk to a friend who was in the same boat and we were on the same page and so that's what I mean by a pathway. And then in the classrooms at church, our children were learning very important concepts that they were putting into their lives that we could then use in our family. And, and, and then small groups, like you and I met with small groups and we, our marriage grew because of it. And we attended conferences together. I mean, we just it was just a way toward God through the local church.
0: Right, and just to remind you parents what we're trying to do today, we want to take you back to where we were to encourage you about where we're going, because if you can identify, we want to give you some practical examples, even from Suzanne's life. What's what we're focusing on today, where she doesn't, she didn't feel worthy, and we don't know what your situation is and what your uh, the reason why you wouldn't feel worthy. But trust me, we've all got them. You know, we've all got issues and we've all got things that we're bringing in. But what what happened is God touched Suzanne's heart in a way. He he made her feel known. And he made her feel forgiven and he made her feel loved. And that was critical to her life change, which led her to become an example for her kids. And I've seen it for years now that Suzanne is a tremendous example for her children. She lives out her faith and makes it fun. She makes God exciting. She She's filled with God's spirit. She makes it feel incredible to be with God. Well, and I think our kids go in many ways, well, why wouldn't I follow that? Not, not why would I follow your God, but why wouldn't I? Because it's a crazy fun God that you have. And he's full of life and full of hope. Like first Peter one, three said he's filled with hope. And so let's talk a little bit about Suzanne, about how your kids have our kids. It's not just yours, but our kids, <laughs> have, how our kids have come to faith through the example of your faith.
1: I think that a lot of it has to do with the words that I kind of spoke over them. I just remember saying all the time, like, thank you, Jesus, just out loud. Thank you, Jesus, um, for whatever it was that was happening. Or if we we're outside, then giving God the the credit. Oh, my goodness, what a beautiful day. Thank you, God, for this beautiful day. Or guys, look at, you know, to the kids, look at the clouds in the sky aren't they beautiful? God hand painted those just for you today. Or in a thunderstorm when it was super scary, I'd pull everybody outside and say, look at the thunder, look at the lightning. That's just a tiny example of how big God is. Or the ocean, you know, pick up a handful of sand and say, did you know that God, how many many grains of sand do you think are in here? Did you know God knows? And he knows how many hairs are on your head. And so I just brought... God, ideas and concepts and his characteristics into their everyday life. And so he wasn't some far off, invisible God. He just existed right here with us. And so maybe he was invisible, but he was there because we talked about him all the time.
0: Yeah. As we started to write the book a few years ago, uh, we started talking to our kids first and, and said, what do you want us to write? You know, what what's going on? What worked? What didn't work? Things like that. That was the number one thing that came from all the kids is that we didn't as parents make God a taskmaster for one that was condemning, but also not a far away God that God, they saw God. And and it was, it was a little bit shocking to me. And I don't know about shocking. Maybe it was a little bit surprising to me because I didn't realize I thought I'm a great teacher. Suzanne's a great teacher. We taught them all these things, but really it was more about our example and the way we just did it along the way. You know, it reminds me of that verse in Deuteronomy, when we lie down and when we rise up and when we walk along the way. Yeah. That our kids said that that was the biggest thing we did to be an example. And we thought about it as we wrote the book and we said the only way we could have done that was to first have it in our hearts that we can't give to our kids what we don't have. And so God really helped us to pursue Him in a deep way and in a loving way and in a hopeful way And he met us right where we are so that we had something to give to our kids. And so if you are a a young parent, you may be thinking about, oh, my goodness, I need to be this as a dad or I need to be this as a mom. Really, what are you going to be as a believer?
1: That's right. Yeah, I just think, you know, human nature says when something is really good, then you want to share it. That's just human nature. And I mean, so, think about
0: like, if you're going to a restaurant, exactly, or you're going somewhere else, is that what you were going to no, say? That's, no,
1: that's exactly right that, you know, you order something that's absolutely delicious. You want everybody to try it. You want them all to have that experience of that amazingness of whatever it is, taste it, see it, feel it. And so that was me with God. Like I, I knew God. God knew me and it was incredible. And I wanted to make sure that my children experienced that, that they saw that, that they knew that. And so that's what pursuing God looks like. And so as parents, if you don't maybe have that relationship where you don't see God as awesome, like he's He's great and he's there and he provides, then I just encourage you to turn your eyes toward God especially this month because this month everything's just lined up it's the resurrection of Jesus it's new hope it's the it's spring and and flowers are blooming and and the the grass is turning green and the and the days are beautiful and so God's creation is just thriving right now and so just pay attention to it. Sometimes I think that when we think about pursue God, that takes up a lot of time or that takes up a lot of energy, or I can't do that. I can't commit to church every Sunday, or I can't commit to reading my Bible every day for three hours. And okay, can you listen to a worship song? I mean, can you sit on your front porch and just hang out with God and breathe his air and look at what he's made for you just that day? You will be shocked and how he will pull you in and he will light that fire of pursuit in you. And so
0: often with young parents, especially, there's a couple of reasons why we don't pursue God. I think one of them is, is that, you know, to, to Suzanne's point is maybe we didn't, we don't feel worthy. And so we don't feel like God is, is interested in us and or maybe just the time Oh,
1: for sure or the Uh, energy that especially
0: young moms with little kids running around and 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 sometimes we got two parents working or whatever whatever the family situation is dads are or maybe pursuing career stuff and and uh, moms may be pursuing career but they're also doing most of the time the mom is the caretaker at home and dealing with all the little guys or whatever can we just give you permission to go and pursue some things with god for yourself Right. Because that's going to be the best thing you're going to do. The best thing you can do for your family is to present your family the healthiest version of yourself. And you do that by pursuing God with all your heart.
1: Well, and I just want to give you moms, stay at home moms, or I mean, I guess working moms too, just a couple super practical things to do to just incorporate God in your day. Just have a Bible on the kitchen counter. And so when you're cooking or when you're eating, just flip it open and read something. I mean, it's God's love letter to you. So he's always going to be valuable no matter where you flip it to. And then, of course, play worship music. And I know sometimes we don't think it counts, but if you read the storybook Bible or the little kid's Bible or a Bible story to your kids, that counts in your pursuit to God because you're hearing his You've stories. You've just read
0: your Bible. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so you might not have an hour and a half to spend, you know, pursuing God. But if you do anything in going toward God in his direction, then that counts as loving and pursuing him.
0: Let's just end it with this. Do something with you and God every day. Even if it's just a few minutes, if you're in the car, I've seen guys and girls tell us that, um, we just put worship music on when we're in the car, yeah. that's a, that was a big shift for them or listen to a Bible verse or a chapter or something in your car or whatever. Listen to because a podcast. It seems like we're in the
1: car a lot nowadays. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Or in the morning, just as you're getting ready, listen to something, whatever that is, take the time to pursue God. Just to wrap it up, I always like to wrap it up with a belief as well. So you got the practical and you got the belief because you've got to believe, parents. This is a got to. If you're going to yeah. raise a crazy cool family, you got to believe in the love God has for you, and you got to pursue God at a high level because that's well, what all Well, you've got to realize
1: that your relationship with God is the most important relationship that you have in your family. The most important because when you have that one strong, then all the others fall into place.
0: And that the example of your faith is the best instruction we will ever give our children.
1: And that can be the motivation to pursue God. If you don't want to pursue God on your own, know that your children are watching you. And if you're not motivated to pursue God on your own, at least do it for your children.
0: They will follow, as we found over many, many years, they will follow our example much more than they will follow our instruction. Hopefully those are consistent but they will follow our example much more than our
1: instructions. And I just want to encourage you with this last scripture and then you can wrap it up. So Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen says, you will seek me and find me. So that's a promise that you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And so parents, we just encourage you just to seek God with all of your heart and then see what happens.
0: Great verse to end on. I love you guys. Glad you're with us. Want you to follow us on social media. Go buy our book. Go buy it for everybody that you know. Connect with us all you can. Give us feedback. We've got an email address, info at crazycoolfamily.com or podcast at crazycoolfamily.com. You can give us ideas about future podcasts, things like that. We are so excited for your parenting journey. We hope this has been a help to you as we've explored the journey of my wonderful wife. And we want you to have a great month. Have a great Easter. Go be crazy parents. Crazycoolfamily.com.